going to take it. and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Hey, fellas, what's going on? It is time for the Ryan Goodman Tangway Along for the Ride podcast. We've got a lot to talk about today, including Larry Bird's birthday. Bob's big on that. Got to remind you, though, Bet Online has you covered for all season long props, odds, and lines more than ever before. Football season, as we saw this week with the Patriots and the Bills, boy, how about that score? Uh, mm-hmm. Continues to heat things up. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. They have a new updated desktop and mobile site website to sign up today. Receive fifty percent. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Now, you just use the promo code CLNS50, CLNS50, to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay, guys, uh, we're going to kick things off here. Gonna, I want to talk about Kevin Durant a little bit because, to me, he seems to be a bit of an enigma, and I wonder where he's going to end up in history. Bob, I'll start with you. He passed Ray Allen on the all-time scoring list at 24. When I look at Durant, I think he's as talented as LeBron, uh, I think he's as talented as, do I want to say he's as talented as Jordan? But I don't know if he will ever be in that category as LeBron and Jordan. Do you agree? Uh, well, this this argument about, uh, this discussion, I don't want to call it an argument, this this evaluation of, of where players rank in, in, in a pecking order uh, has got to be uh, nuanced uh, always in terms of uh, positions and, and responsibilities and and. And, 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 and so forth. Um, look, nothing has changed for me, guys. Uh, the two best all-around players in the history of the game are arguably Michael and LeBron, okay? Uh, I do not put Durant in that category, but he is among the, the top forwards of all time. And, and he's a unique, he's a, he's a distinct player. And uh, uh, I think he's going to get out. I, I, and my, for me, if he retired today and played no more, then he said the worst you can say about him is one of the top four forwards of all time, in my opinion. I think that that I, 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 if we want to call LeBron a forward, he's obviously evolved into something more, right? He's he's a uh, he, he's a a, a a surrogate point guard, really, and the way the game's it's evolved. Okay. So that, that, that changes the equation right there. But Larry Bird remains the best pure forward in history, okay? Pure forward, in my opinion. And, and um, Durant is elbowing uh, uh, Mr. Tim Duncan for the next honor, okay? That's where I put him. He's an all-time great without question, and he's in any discussion of, of, of top, what, 10 players for sure. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think – Ultimately, you're talking about Tim Duncan is like a top 10-ish player ever. And I think Kevin Durant has a chance to go down uh, ahead of Tim Duncan. You know, he's still 33. Remember, he missed the full season with the Achilles injury. Uh, he's won two NBA titles. I don't know if he's going to win another. I mean, right now. There's no lock there. No lock at all. Right, exactly. He, he paired with the, wrong, uh, with the wrong guy to try to win another. Let's, let's be honest here. Um, but you know, again, what he's done, 
I asked him this a couple of years ago. I said, you know, and I've known Kevin forever since he was like 14. Um, so he was in Boston in, in the locker room there. And I said, you know, do you realize how much you kind of changed for better or worse the game in terms of big guys wanting to step out and, you know, shoot threes. And he looked at me like almost befuddled. And I think he said something about Dirk, that Dirk, yeah. and Dirk was probably a little bit before him. He should. But, but Kevin was different. Like, I don't think kids grew up wanting to be Dirk, but they want to they be Kevin Durant. And that's where the big guy has really transitioned now. And the game, I think, has transitioned to where, you know, you got guys like Chet Holmgren, a freshman at Gonzaga now, 7'1". He's 190 pounds. He's skinnier than Kevin Durant was at the same stage. And he wants to step out and, and shoot threes. And that's par for the course now. So I, I think what Kevin Durant has done is, is really revolutionize the big man position now to whereas unless you're big and you're thick and you're strong, and even those guys, even Al Horford's out there jacking threes right now, I think without Kevin Durant, I'm not sure this ever would have been possible. Well, I, I, I really do think that, uh, I, that the Nowitzki, uh, Dirk, uh, started this uh sure. that question but the european is, thing right, right? european thing big guy shot the stylistic difference is that uh, uh kevin durant handles the ball a lot more okay. kevin durant has evolved into more into the lebron kind of player than 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 you know dirk Nowitzki didn't have to do that it was it was not his job he still was a forward who stepped out and shot there was never any confusion about his role in the team or, or what he was able or, or, or the breadth of his skill there was a limitation i mean kevin durant yeah, he averages five or six assists every year now. Every I know. Year. I'm saying he, he's got the Crazy. ball on his hands. Right. And, and, and yes. more and more, as I said, he's evolved almost, yeah. not quite, but into a LeBron-ish more of a player than you know, where Nowitzki still is categorized. And Dirk as couldn't guard. Dirk no. couldn't guard either. Let's be honest. Kevin no. can guard. Like, no. I made fun of him a few years in the league, kind of to his face about the fact that, like, he couldn't guard at all when he came into the league and he took offense to it, but he couldn't. And now he's become one wait, of the wait. better defenders in the NBA. So Kevin Durant is an all around player. And I think that's what's lost as well, Bob. And you're talking about it right now as a point forward type. Yeah. He's an elite score, maybe the best score in the NBA right now, but he does a lot more than that. And I think that is lost on people. How good a defender, how good a passer and still being the best pure score if you want a bucket there's no way you can stop this dude because again he's so long he can rise up right over you he's incredible in transition he's not super selfish you know like he he can make people better when he wants to and I think again if he had teamed with the right guy or stayed in Golden State which is really what he should have done Right. You'd be talking about winning four or five titles. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I thought that, you know, he played with Russ Westbrook and he handled him. And that was that's tough to do. And uh, I thought his greatest performance was last year when Harden wasn't himself and Kyrie couldn't play. I mean, that guy was crazy good. I mean, he left it all on the floor. I thought that even though they didn't win it, but I thought that was one of his best accomplishments. Got to move on now. We talk about Steph Curry every week as we should. Now, speaking of Ray Allen, again, he's closing in on, on Ray's three-point record. Now, but, but Jeff, we all know Ray was a specialist. We think of the three, that's it. Probably unfairly so. But with Steph now, and especially this season, I think he's getting the reputation of being a more complete player. I know you felt he's been that way all along. Yeah, I, I do. Because, again, I... 
the knocks on Steph, it's so funny. I mean, I remember like it was yesterday coming out of the, the draft. It was like, all right, he's too small. He can't guard anybody. And he can't really play the point. Like that was a big question at that point was, you know, does he see the floor well enough? Is he now again, the, the, the slight build has affected him. I mean, he's been injured a lot over the course of his career, you know, little Knicks, bigger injuries, whatever it is. He, he's definitely done that. But what he's shown is like, he's got maybe not an elite, elite court vision, but damn good court vision and damn good passer to go along with again, being, you know, him and KD, you can throw him in a hat. It's easier. I don't even know if I could say that. I was going to say it's easier to guard Steph than it is KD, but I'm not sure you could say that because Steph can go with the logo and just launch it, and he's effective from that range. So I don't know. Who would you – Bob, who would you rather guard? If you had a choice, you know, or, or who would you rather put the ball in their hands at the end of a game, Steph or KD, for a final shot? Well, I, I think – you got a seven foot guy and get a shot off anytime he wants and has, and has a three point range. I'd have to give him the slight edge in that regard because he could take you in areas in the floor where perhaps, you know, you don't want step to go at that point and uh, at all. So, I mean, I have to, I, you know, I, I, I think that makes him an edge, but I just want to go back and I don't know if you remember my original description of Kevin Durant when uh, uh, was a cross between McAdoo and, and Gervin and uh, in terms of offensive capability. Right. Now, now he has expanded his range beyond anything McAdoo needed to do. I, I don't have the slightest doubt today that if McAdoo were playing today, he'd, he'd, he'd step back, you know, and, and, and work on and, and become a consistent three point shooter. He didn't have to because the range that all he ever had to do was take a 18 footer, you know, or a 20 footer. That's the way the game was. There was no, you know, but anyway, um, that, that's a very interesting question you raise. And, and, and if by a slight margin of 50 and a half to 49 and a half, I would say, I think you ran <laughs> in that regard to answer that specific question that you just posed. <laughs> and only that, that and only that specific yeah. question that you just posed. Okay. Well, I just, you know, I caught myself saying like Kevin Durant is the best scorer on the planet. And it's almost like you, you slight Steph Curry in that regard, because damn, I mean, it's like, how do you guard this dude this year in any year for the most part? When he's and, I'm saying, I, and one thing I've been saying for several years is he's underappreciated and his ability to go to the basket. When yes. he chooses to go to the basket, he goes to the basket. As yeah. with authority and with ambidexterity as well. And, and uh, you know, that, that's been a part of his game. And, and uh, yeah, some nights he gets too, you know, maybe too reliant on the, on the three. And, and, uh, but uh, you know, can't blame him for that. But um, and we have more on Steph coming up in just a minute. But we want to say, do you have trouble sleeping at night? Do you want to know what makes LeBron James sleep? It's Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation. They've teamed up with LeBron to help you activate the power of sleep. It's all about mental fitness. And we know how we feel, man. If you're not getting your eight hours, especially, man, for Bob and I, this thing's okay. Uh, you got to hit the rack. You got to hit the pillow. Uh, Calm can help you train your brain to sleep better, reduce stress, and perform at your best, just like King James. So LeBron's sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. So head to calm.com slash subscribe for a limited time, and you'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get 40% off on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash subscribe. Get it now. Unlock the key to sleep and focus. Calm.com slash subscribe. That's calm.com slash subscribe. Okay, last week, we, we had the mega meetings between the Suns 
and the Warriors. They split. Bob, what did we learn about those teams? Well, first of all, we learned that the Warriors, excuse me, that the Suns at home could win a big game without their best player or with their best player playing 15 minutes. Uh, we also learned that their defense is no joke. Their defense is for, I mean, not no myth, excuse me, is for real. Uh, we also learned that they, that, uh, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, that, that game, the second game, it, it was a, a home court game in which you knew that uh, Steph Curry was going to, you know, play better than he did the first one when he was four for 21. But I, I think we learned that they're, uh, they're the two most enjoyable teams to watch in the league. Uh, the, those two. And, and those games were, were, um, you know, I, I don't know. I was have to say more, they're, they're, they satisfied the heart of this purist. I'll put it that way. Okay. That, that I, and I would love to, I'm looking forward to seeing each of them play uh, soon again. That's all I can say. I think we learned that they are the two best teams. And, uh, yeah, but I, I think the fact that the Suns could win without, without uh, Booker uh, was, was significant, frankly. Yeah. And the second one, let's, I mean, Booker didn't play at all. You know, Golden State kind of uh, you know blew him out in that one. I don't, I don't hold a lot to it. No. What I what I would say is, if they're both full strength in the playoffs, that's going to be a hell of a series. Oh. That, that's what I would say. It's a toss up series. Now again, we're waiting on Clay. We're waiting on Clay, and, and to see what Golden State is going to look like with a healthy or healthy ish Clay Thompson coming back. That is the X factor here. Everybody knows that. Uh, what is Clay Thompson going to look like? How effective is he going to be? Is he going to be a guy? We know he's going to be able to make shots, but can he guard like Clay Thompson guarded before? Because if he can, that takes Golden State to a different level than Phoenix or anybody else right now. What do you hear about Weissman? Any idea about his? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's still a little bit away, but again, I, I think Weissman, the, the hard part for him is going to be he hasn't played a lot with those guys. So how much are you going to be able to expect? He's young. But they don't need a ton. They just need, honestly, defensive rim protection and a guy who can be kind of a rim runner. Because once they get Clay back, who is going to possibly pay attention to James Wiseman on the offensive end? Nobody. Uh, the, the only question that rises in my mind, not only question, a question that arises in my mind with regard to Clay's coming back, is where that leaves Poole and how Poole will react to a, a revised role. Obviously, there'll be fewer minutes, and and yeah, and, 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 and presumably a return to the bench, although maybe not. We don't know. But you know, if, I don't know anything about him personally, so I just don't know. And I'm just, but we all know there are fragile people. I don't have no idea. Some guys will will not react as well as as others. And I'm, so I'm just that that's going to be an interesting aspect of it because Paul is reason, Let's face it; he's become uh, I won't say a monster, but a real force. Yeah, and, no, he, and, he, and he can get you buckets. Has to be feeling good about himself. He'll get you buckets off the bench, Bob. And I think ultimately he ends up off the bench. But early on, Steve Kerr's smart enough. He'll bring Clay off the bench for a while. Clay won't care at all. And then when Clay looks like he's close to 100%, he'll go in. Or even honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they're just like, you know what? We're going to keep Clay coming off the bench this year. And uh, Jordan Poole will keep his psyche, you know, because he's a young, young guy. We'll keep him feeling good about himself. But the end of the games, that's what's going to matter. Who's in there at the end? Yeah, and I think that the NBA championship is going to be the Western Conference Finals. I think we all agree on that. That's the way it looks right now. Okay, uh, Jeff, this is something you wanted to touch on. The forgotten man, Kemba Walker, man. He was great in Charlotte. Celtics traded for him. 
I mean, or made the deal. Yes, they traded for him when Kyrie didn't work. And I thought, okay, Kevin's going to be good. I mean, it's just blowing up. Is this guy done? I hope not, man. I freaking I love Kemba. Like Kemba is one of my favorite people I've ever met uh, covering basketball. Period, or any sport at any level. You know, I'll give you a quick Kemba story. Years ago, Kemba is at UConn, and it's the year he was National Player of the Year, and he had already blown up completely. And I was covering, I think it was for the Washington Post. I was covering the UConn women. We're going to break the record. The, the all-time wins record for the program that night. And I was there interviewing Kemba for a story at a hotel near the Bradley airport for some reason. I don't know if they were staying there or, or flying out, but I don't remember what it was, but I was there talking to Kemba and I was going into the, to the women's game. And I asked any of the guys, it was the year of Alex Oriaki, who's from Lowell. I had known him, Jamal Coons, another local kid. And, uh, and I asked all of them, I said, hey, if you guys want to ride in, I'm, I'm going in. I'll take you back if you really want after the game, even though it's out of my way. And uh, I ended up driving Kemba and Donnell Beverly, his best friend at the time, into uh, the Hartford Civic Center. And I, when I dropped him off, I said, hey, guys, if you need me, text me after the game. I'll probably be a good hour, hour and a half after I write. But if you really need a ride, let me know. Thinking there's no way. Kemba Walker. Like, everybody's going to walk by him. How many people are going to offer him a ride back? So, you know, half hour, 45 minutes after the game goes by, uh, an hour goes by, all of a sudden I get a text from Kemba saying, hey, uh, we're sitting up here in the lobby of the Hartford Civic Center. Um, whenever you're ready, you know, if you can drive us back, that'd be awesome. So, you know, I come up, nobody, they're the only ones left in the Hartford Civic Center. And I looked at Kemba, I'm like, really? Like nobody offered? He's like, yeah, people offered, but like no big deal, whatever. Waiting, you know, that's how he was. And that's. That describes Kemba Walker, unassuming, no ego whatsoever. So I feel bad that we're seeing this potentially end of Kemba Walker's career when he's not that old. And he finally had a chance to play for some winning organizations in the NBA, and it just hasn't worked out for him because of his knee issues. Yeah. Now, now this this is a shame, but but I think it's a move that uh, Thibodeau had to make, though. We can't guard. He can't guard at all. That's his biggest problem right now. So, yeah. Well, we hate to see it because of injury, but yeah, I mean, you have to go to the bench, like you said. Okay, we have some college hoop coming up in just a minute. Bob Ryan is passionate about a new number one. I feel like Casey Kasem in American Top 40. We have a new number one this week with a bullet. Uh, okay, anyways. Uh, these days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. Just like for the position I have, these guys, they interview thousands of people. Uh, that's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people that you want to talk to. Faster, create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 777 million people. It's why small business rated LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires against leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million people, they go to LinkedIn looking for jobs? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash scribe. That's linkedin.com slash scribe to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Bob, we got a new number one in college basketball. First time ever for the Boilermakers. All right, we have a, a, I have a question for you guys. I'll give you the answer. You give me the question. Jeopardy. All right. Answer is yeah. Purdue. What's the question? Uh, <laughs> that's very vague, Bob. I don't know. The question is, 
who's the best player ever to play at Purdue? Oh, well, that's a, we're going to get to him. But no, the question is, what school has won the most Big Ten championships? The answer is Purdue. Really? That's not wow. little known fact. They have won 24 Big Ten championships. They have never won an NCAA championship, that tournament being founded in 1939. However, speaking of John Wooden, <laughs> they uh, were awarded retroactively the 1932 championship when Wooden was a senior. <laughs> I did not by, know that. By, by acclamation. Uh, Purdue yes. is a fascinating – I mean, Jeff, you know – Wait, first, first, Bob, first, Rick Mount or Big Dog? Who are you taking? Oh, I'm taking or, – or, or, oh, well, Rick Mount. I got to go with Rick Mount. <laughs> you know, they, they did get to the finals in 1969. They lost to UCLA and, and UCLA's third – Al third championship uh, with Rick Mount of the pride of Lebanon, Indiana where I did have breakfast in honor of Rick Mount once. Uh, and in 1980, they lost in the semifinals uh, to UCLA. That was, there's their two trips to the Final Four. Now, what I'm getting at, they have been very steadily successful for yes. decades. They were very successful uh, uh, under the Gene Cady era. They're, yep. Now, this is 17th year for Matt Painter, believe it or not. Wow. How about that? And they, you know, I, I did a little research here, guys. I did a little homework. Um, okay. People don't realize that uh, they went to the Sweet 16 and uh, three years in a row, as recently as 2017, 18, and 19. Uh, they, they've been to the uh, the eight, uh, how many times? Okay. But it was, it's been a very, you know, consistent program. But they've never in their life awakened on a morning to find themselves as the number one ranked team in the land. And now – um, you, is, there, is this any real surprise to you, Jeff, knowing who the personnel was on this team? Um, a little bit, a little bit. I saw them in the preseason. I went by West Lafayette, and I was blown away by their, their big man duo. Um, yeah. If you, haven't, if you haven't seen him, you got to watch this kid, Zach Eady, Gary. He's 7'4". He's only played basketball for four years. He's from Canada, grew up as a baseball player, and uh, obviously outgrew that. He was not going to be the next Randy Johnson. Um, but he is a dominant force and he's mobile. And what they did was Matt Painter had a dilemma because you can't play this kid, Edie and Travion Williams together. They're both bigs. And Williams was a first team, all big 10 guy last year. So everybody's like, well, how is he going to handle this? How is he going to handle Well, Edie was kicking Trevion Williams' ass every day in practice. So he started Zach Edie and everybody's like, well, how's Trevion Williams going to handle this? Well, he's handled it with class. And, and as a great teammate, and that's part of the reason why Purdue's been so good, along with the fact that they have their most talented player named Jaden Ivey since Big Dog, Glenn Robinson. He's well, a 6'4 guard who is electric. He's big. He's strong. He's athletic. He's shooting it well, and he will go in the lottery. They, uh, their balance is remarkable right now. Um, they got six guys averaging between eight points and, and 16 a game. Uh, no one is averaging more than 27 minutes, they, but they have nine guys playing 16 or more minutes. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, that, that, that's, that's true. That is awesome depth, you know, and they can uh, win this whole thing. They can win this whole thing this year. There's no clear cut. Number one team. I think it's going to be a little bit of a revolving door yeah. this year. Okay. It's not like what Purdue if- is Baylor from a year ago, but they're the best team today. And Gonzaga's lost a couple now. Um, you know, Duke lost to Ohio State. 
it's just going to be one of those things where I think you're going to have eight or 10 teams that, that, that switch it up. By the way, before we go, uh, yes. do you like my hat, Bob? I do like your hat from a little swag from the Rams, huh? From, I told you, yeah, Fort Collins. What a good Gary, spot. Have, have Gary, you, you been to Fort Collins, Colorado? You'll love this story, Gary. I told I told Jeff the other day that on my one trip to Fort Collins, the Celtics were playing in Denver, and I drove Eric Bernstein and Jeff Judkins to Fort Collins to see Danny Ainge play for BYU. Did you and, really? Uh, the Judkins was all excited because you know he's he was a, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. You, you formerly known as Mormons. And, and uh, uh, anyway, we saw Danny, I, I drove them to the gym, to Moby gymnasium, right. At, at Fort Collins and saw the games. And that was my one trip to Fort Collins. We saw Brian, you're unbelievable. And then that brings us, that reminds me of, of how we're going to close the show. Weren't you the first member of the Boston media to see Larry Bird play? Yes. I told that. Well, and it's his 65th birthday. Media, yes. Because the, uh, the other two guys that I, I drove from Indianapolis to Terre Haute were yeah, Mike Madden and Jason Stark, who both were then working at the Projo, the Providence Journal. Wow. And the reason we were all in Indianapolis was that Michigan State was playing, Pro- Providence was playing Michigan State in an NCAA first round game on Saturday afternoon. And lo and behold, Larry Bird was playing in Indiana for Indiana State in an NIT home game against Illinois State on Friday night. And so we, we drove out to the game and, uh, and we saw Larry Bird and Magic Johnson within about 14 hours of each other. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty hey, good. Hey, that's a good trip right there. <laughs> Bob Magic, shot three, Magic shot three for 14 against yeah. Providence. But he had like 15 assists, you know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, Bob Ryan's a good trip, Jeff, as we all know. So happy birthday, Larry Joe Bird. Right, yeah, Bobby? Larry 65. turned 65 today, amazingly. And uh, uh, all I can say is uh, uh, it, it was a, a, a rather great pleasure. When I, I, here's the way I always put it, guys. When he, when he joined the Celtics, I was 10 years into my career, all right, 10 years. And I said it was as if I signed up for an art course because I liked the course, but I didn't know who the teacher was going to be. And the teacher walked in and it was Michelangelo. And that's how I feel about what, the way Larry Bird entered my basketball life in 1979. Uh, he embodied everything that to me was great and good about basketball in one, one package. And I, I wound up writing more words about Larry Bird than anybody that I've ever covered. And, uh, you know, I, I, he was a, a cottage industry for me, quite frankly. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, it, it, don't have to go over how great he was, but I just a lot of attention is being focused on 85, 86 Celtics now. As of course, Dan Shaughnessy's book uh, is, is uh, terrific, but people want to know. Um, and you know, you just remember the farther away we are from it, guys, the more I appreciate it because the game is so different now, yeah. you know. Yeah, and and that team and, and that game. And Larry would have been great in this. You might, I mean, imagine you told Larry, Go ahead, take the take a dozen threes tonight instead of the four or five that would right. be the most he would ever take because the game was different. Anyway, happy birthday, Larry. And, uh, you know, I, and, and 65, it's a little scary. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. It was a pleasure. Ryan Goodman with Tagway, the pod. Okay. It's time to talk some Celtics now with Bob Ryan, along with Jeff Goodman and Gary Tangway. Uh, we're going to talk about Chris Gasper back at the globe. Good for him. Pulling the Bob Ryan. 
Went to Channel 5 like Bob did back in the 70s, and then he couldn't <laughs> stay away from the ink. So Gas was back at the Globe, and he wrote this about uh, Marcus Smart. The reality is that the core of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart looks maxed out. The Celtics have to break it up and break the cycle. Uh, he's not eligible to be traded until January 17th. Uh, a certain polarizing point guard must be subtracted from an already complicated chemistry formula. Uh, Bob, I'm going to start with you because I know you're a big Marcus Smart guy and you're probably tired of talking about it. But when you look at this team right now, and they remind me of the Forever 500s, the Hartford Whalers, I mean, what else can be done but deal smart? I'll tell you what, you know how I feel. Jeff knows how I feel about Marcus Smart, but I, I, I don't want to uh, – I will quote myself on, on – the Emerson thing, a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. I don't want to be a hobgobliner here. Uh, I thought it was a terrific column. I thought it made a lot of sense. I thought he marshaled his arguments very well. And he had a fact, not an opinion, that jumped out at me. And I went, oh, my God. And the fact was that he said at the time of this writing of that column, the Celtics were 50 and 50 in their previous 100 games. And that may tell us all we need to know, guys. And and so I'm going to have to say, I, I, I couldn't refute the premise at all. And, and, he, and I've, I've been won over. Uh, I, I, if I have to sacrifice Marcus Smart, okay, you know, to make something happen. And I, 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 I'm, I'm, I surrender, okay? <laughs> I'm, you I'm, can I'm, surrender. Listen, Bob, you can surrender all you want. But the bottom line is, what can you get for Marcus Smart? That's the big question, right? You know, four years, 77 million he signed. You know, that's a dealable contract. But what are you going to get for Marcus yeah. Smart? Because if you can't get, like to me, the guy I would have loved to have was was Lonzo Ball because I think he's what Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown need. Mm-hmm. How many guys are there like that? Or, yeah. Yeah. you know, to me, it's Bradley Beal. Like, I do whatever it takes to get Bradley Beal to pair him with Tatum and Jalen Brown. I don't know if you can do that. Obviously, Washington's winning. And that's going to hurt your case there. But to me, it's not. Yes, I would trade Marcus Smart. Absolutely. I've said it over and over and over. Yeah, but what have. are you going to get for him? Are you going to get enough? Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's a good point. I just He's but playing I think well. That, He's actually perhaps. playing much better right now. So now would be you hope it continues through whatever the date is in January that he's eligible to be traded because then is the time to go out there. And I'm sure Brad Stevens will go out there and see what he can get from Marcus Smart once he, he can trade him. All right, that, guys. Yes, go ahead, Bob. That number just jumped out at me, guys. I, I, I had deluded myself into thinking that there were... <laughs> nothing worse. Nothing worse than being mediocre in the NBA because oh, all you do is spin your wheels. Hey, guys, remember this? I don't know if you hopefully you can hear it. I thought of this. They're the Hartford <laughs> Whalers. They're the Forever <laughs> 500s. We, we Last band was ringing in my head. The late great Bob Newmeyer came up with it. Bob, they're the Forever Five Hundreds. <laughs> yes, I know, I know, I know. They are. I mean, that's the problem. All right, guys, we will get more into it. I'm sure next week with the Celtics. But uh, again, and I know you guys have been very supportive. Uh, yes, the Arm in the Fall. The Tangway book is out on Amazon.com. Check it out, uh, and I, we'll talk to you next week.